At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Nation? We are back again, and I have an episode for you all that I am sure will not only inspire you, but hopefully it will help you to be able to find your inner genius. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my sister, Miss Genesis Dorsey. Genesis, hey, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Hello, Dream Nation. How are you guys doing? God, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Now, I always like to make sure we give the proper introduction for every guest. And the way that I do that is I make the analogy of us as entrepreneurs, just like superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly putting on a cape, we're flying around the world, and we're trying to solve the biggest problems. So before you became the superhero for helping other people unlock their inner genius and whatever their passion in their mind is, take us back to when you were just a young girl and tell us who is Genesis Dorsey? Wow, young girl. <laughs> um, extremely curious. I was the one that was always asking the questions, why? So if you said, this is what this is, I would say why. And if you'd answer that question, I would say why. <laughs> so I was always the curious cat. Um, I was uh, still to this day, bu- extremely bubbly, um, loved science, loved anything related to history and art. I was always outside, uh, just spending time around nature. I'm just always that the girl who was just always curious to know, always curious to learn, <laughs> um, even if that got me into trouble. <laughs> so if that included getting lost in the woods, behind the house and then, you know, it being 10 o'clock at night and you know my mother thinks that like you know some animal had like gobbled me up but that was me just always curious always trying to learn things and figure out how the world works I love it and I would tell you that I was somebody my whole life who was always curious as well so don't feel bad about that but I feel like <laughs> For those of us who were curious, it always gave us exposure to different perspectives and it helped us to learn about what we liked, but more importantly, what we didn't like. And so I would ask you along your journey, where did you begin to figure out what you loved? Oh, wow. So for me, I learned what I loved through going through something I didn't want to do. Um, I thought I was going to be an osteopathic pediatrician. I had like everything planned, <laughs> everything. Um, I knew where I was going to undergrad, where I was going to med school. You know, from there, I'm like, okay, I have residence who's going to be this many years. And um, I thought I wanted medicine. I thought that's actually what I love. 
But come to find out, when I came home from college, I was at college for one year, and something happened in my family. So I had to come home, and I got thrown into the family business. And I didn't think I loved it. Matter of fact, when I was in high school and I was working for my parents' business, I did not like it whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, this is so boring. You know, spreadsheets. What was the family books. business? And it's uh, uh, private schools for gifted uh, African-American children. Got so it. Okay. it was education. Um, my mother was a, is a doctor of psychology. Father was in finance. Um, and so I would come into the office and I just thought it was boring. I just thought everything was just so boring. And when I came home from college and I walked into that office, it was different because I was now in a position where I had to help the family by stepping into a role of leadership at the school that was something I had never even thought that, you know, I could do, but come to find out I got bit by the business bug. And I found out in that first, when I was 19 coming home that I love business and I could not stop. I couldn't stop it. It was like, I, it was like, I lived, I breathed. I couldn't stop researching. It was like all the things that, as you mentioned, as a child, that curiosity, it came alive in a way where even science that I thought that was my path, it couldn't even compare. So I came along my passion through something, you know, through a trial in our family that, you know, I just like, this is just not the move, but come to find out that was how I, I found my passion. And I've been going ever since. I love it. And that's big because for a lot of people, they maybe brush something off in the beginning and then they don't give it credit when it comes back to them. Right. And so mm -hmm. for you, I feel like that was what I heard. It was like, you already kind of had that foundation built into you. And I think where that's relevant for people nowadays is it's already the thing that you grew up with. So you knew about it, but you necessarily uh -huh. wasn't, it was almost like you're, you're searching for the forest when the trees are right in front of your face. <laughs> that's it. That is it. I mean, and for me, you know, I, I really thought that, you know, I was going to do my own thing. Like I wasn't going to be a part of family. I was going to do my own thing. And uh, it was just so interesting that, you know, sometimes the things that we are resisting come back to nip us in the butt and be like, just like what you said, you know, it, this is what you're called to do. And this is why I always tell people, you know, never, never tell the world what you aren't going to do. Cause you never know what may come back around. You simply say, I'll, I'll never be an entrepreneur. You know, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. And you really don't know until your purpose leads you, you know? So that's why you never reject anything because you never know what may be your, your big bang, you know, what's going to be that next big step. I love it. Now, you just said something that was a big word and, and a word that so many people are searching for nowadays, especially, you know, you have the pandemic, you have everything that seems like it's evolving and people are searching mm -hmm. to figure out their purpose. They're searching to figure out what is the thing that they can add value in this world to be able to also get paid from it. So that's something that you've been able to help people shine on for the past. What? Well, first, let me ask the question, is it more important for somebody to be finding their passion right now or trying to solve a problem that can create profit for them? Well, I think it's both. I think that um, most people I have found, they rarely have a purpose problem. They have a profit problem. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like, like when you think about purpose, for instance, I think that we have purpose the day we're born. 
And I think people, when they look at purpose first, they always look at purpose of what is it that people will know me for? Like, what is it that like I can hang in front of someone like a name tag and say, hey, this is me, right? And I think that for so many people, they view purpose incorrectly. You know, people are searching for it because they don't, they don't feel important without it, right? But yet they've had purpose their entire lives. It's just about figuring out what you're going to monetize as far as a skill set. Because again, you've already had purpose. You've had purpose since the day you're born. Um, so you first have to make sure that you don't view purpose as some kind of label you need to validate that you're important, right? Wow. And then from there, you need to figure out, okay, how am I going to make money from a skill set? It's not really how do you make money from your purpose because I believe that purpose is multifaceted. Like I don't want anyone to tell me that my purpose is, you know, one thing. Like somehow, you know, Jenna says, well, your purpose is helping people monetize their genius. Well, no, that's not true because I'm a sister. I'm a future wife. You know, I am a advocate. I am a, so I don't really want people to tell me that my purpose is one thing. That's just so limited, you know, but my skill set, right, that I am good at and that I'm the best at, that's something else. So when it comes to, you know, understanding purpose, I always tell people, don't define purpose by a title because that's really dangerous. And you will feel as if you're not important because you don't have a title. You don't have, you know, oh, what can I be known by the, you know, around the world? That's dangerous. That can be really dangerous. So I think it's better to look at it from skill, like, you know, rather look at it more of, okay, what kind of company do I want to launch that has a purpose? got it because you know that's really how I view it and from that you should enjoy it right so you know whatever you're going to monetize don't let it turn into something that you feel like or is going to change you down right so if you're going to do something do it with passion and do it with purpose but don't let it be your all in all if that makes sense it does. And for many of people, that's a big deal. And I think I even struggle with that, if I'm being honest, right? Of What's that title? And feeling like if you don't have a title, because I feel like some people, not everybody is multifaceted. Some people, they find that one thing that they love in life and mm -hmm. they're happy with that one thing. But then you also have the people out there that they say, you know what, I do love, I love being more of a generalist, right? I love mm -hmm. being able to help people in multiple ways. And I think that's what also keeps me coming alive because it keeps my iron sharpened because I keep learning new things and being exposed to it. And so I yeah. think that for a lot of people, they, they, they struggle with that. And so I'm glad when you said, like, don't limit yourself to that because we all have a purpose and that purpose is was already put on us the day that we were born. And for most people, I think it's a general purpose and it's to mm -hmm. improve the lives of other people around you. Right? Yes. But how do you do that? You do that by your skill set. What's some of the biggest, or not even let's say biggest, but what's some skill sets that you think that, you know, most people are underutilizing right now that they can really start to monetize this thing because people say, okay, well, what am I good at? Well, I don't really know what I'm good at. How does someone find out what they're, they're good at? And maybe they're naturally good at it, but we just don't ever really think about that one skill set. I think people overthink. I think they overthink making one of the things that my father taught me, he said, he said, making money is easy. He said, but people overthink on how, how to make it. 
right? Like for instance, he said, you know, think of it like a child that sets up a lemonade stand, right? We look at lemonade stands, we say, oh, it's so cute, it's so simple, right? I go outside, I make some lemonade, and I go sell it, right? Right. We become adults, though. We overcomplicate it. We're like, it needs to have this. And it, the lemonade needs to have this. It needs to have that. It needs to have this, right? But at the end of the day, go out and sell some lemonade. And people don't really take it that simple. They really feel as if, you know, it needs to have all these functions. I remember when, um, you know, I was, I started my career my first business in graphic and web design. And, you know, I was overthinking it because I was like, you know, what is it that I'm good at? And my father was like, what is it that you do that you like to do? And, you know, you could keep on doing it and you know so much about it that your knowledge never stops, right? And for most people, there is something that they love to do, that they're passionate about, and they would love to make money from it, right? But they just didn't count it as something that people would pay for because they never thought about it. You know, they just never pondered it. So my first thing is the first skill is to stop overthinking. Mm. <laughs> stop overthinking how to make your money, right? You figure out if, you know, if you're awesome at talking, you know, well then, hey, okay, maybe I need to try sales. Hey, maybe I need to, you know, you know, make money from my mouth, you know, through, you know, motivational speaking and teaching a skill. Hey, maybe, you know, if, if I'm a thinker, then maybe I'm a strategist, you know? So I think that it's, it's simplify what you love and then figure out for yourself, you know, based upon self-awareness, you know, what's the best way to do it? Because I have also found um, that the second skill is you got to have self awareness because for instance you know if you aren't patient you probably shouldn't be a coach <laughs> you, know, you know you probably should not be something that's something that you know you spend a lot of time with people because let's say that's just not your skill set right or you know if you don't like um to to travel you know even though i think that's a skill everyone should have but you know maybe you know you do something a little bit different that fits you know what you like or maybe you know you're someone that says i don't really want to paint but I want to teach people about art, you know? So I think it's, you know, number one, don't overthink, but number two, become self-aware so that once you find what you are passionate about, you don't turn it into something that you may hate down the road because you neglected how you want to do it. If that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. Oh, it makes a hundred percent sense. And I think okay. both of those are keys to life. Just what you said, don't over, that's mindset is the biggest reason that most people don't succeed in life. It's not because they're not capable, but it's because they think that they're not capable of it. Mm -hmm. So they already count themselves out in the beginning, right? Or they think yeah. they don't have enough resources. So they just say, oh, that won't work for me. For you, what was the aha moment when you were like, look, I am a very good coach. Was there an epiphany? or things like that because did you have struggles when you first started out oh yeah so <laughs> oh sorry when you say did I have struggles it's like where do I start the list so I first so my first company was graphic web design and I didn't start my coaching and consulting firm until 2014 so I was 19 with the family business and then like a year after I started doing graphic and web and then I, you know, made it an actual business instead of a hobby. And then 2014, I launched my actual consulting and coaching firm where it was more focused on me teaching people how to monetize their eye. And so I'll never forget when I was making really good money, I hit my first six figures, my second year of my graphic 
design company. And I was like, okay, I want to like, I want more money. I want more of this. I want more of that. And um, a woman who I had on as a retainer client for my graphic web design business, she was like, listen, we need to bring you in as a strategist, right? Now, again, I was so set on doing design, right? <laughs> like, I'm a designer, you know? Right. And she said, you know, we love you as a designer. She said, but you have been able to provide for us strategies on top of the design that we didn't pay you for. And we've been seeing these results from you. Basically, you've been providing us consulting, but you haven't been calling it consulting. And she was like, we need to bring you on. And I got my first, just for like a few hours, five-figure contract. And I was like, oh, this is just like, so, you know, because in design, it's like hourly, it's this or that, you know, it's like based upon the project. But she was paying me strictly to speak and to tell her what I thought. And when I saw those numbers come in for, it was like just for a few days, for just a few hours for those few days, I said, oh, <laughs> like, and you know, at first I was like, I'm not going to name it my name. And, but when she was, she was like, we need, need you we need genesis dorsey i was because it, it was like i didn't have to hide behind anything i was enough my brain was enough and it, it, it just took the limits off of everything i mean the brakes just they came off and so that off. that just goes to show for somebody out there right now you were operating in what you loved Right. And you were given value in that and other opportunities came from that. And then it was just mm -hmm. recognizing that opportunity. And sometimes mm -hmm. other people will put it in your face to say, hey, no, we <laughs> want you to do something else. And then you got to sit back and not be naive enough to think that you are enough. And so I'm so happy that you said those words, those three words, which are so powerful. I am enough. Right. Whether it was your name or whether it was just you thinking that that's great to hear in itself. Was, yeah. When you first started, was it only you? Because for a lot of people right now, they say, you know what, I would love to do this, but I don't necessarily have all of the skills and I don't know how to build a team. At what point did you start to build a team or was it only you in the beginning? So my graphic web design business is where I first grew my team at. Um, so one of the things that I learned very fast, and I learned this from the family business, is that you know, if you don't hire, you will expire because you only have so much human capital. <laughs> you only have so much within one person. So what I did was um, my first time a graphic design business in my first year, it was all me and I was exhausted and tired and I was undercharging. It was just horrible. And um, what I did was I, I figured out that, again, I was the brain. So what I did was I was the sales calls and did the, you know, kind of like setting up with the whole project with me. And then I was graphic designers attain the projects to make sure that everything went as planned. That blew up revenue because it took me out of running the business and it put me into moving the business forward. Because, you know, you can't, one thing I tell people is that you have to at some point become the CEO. And so um, what is the primary bulk of your business right now? Ooh, which business? <laughs> the family business, the graphic design business, or the or the consulting and coaching firm? Which one um, are you speaking, or which one are you speaking towards? Got, well, I guess what's the, whichever, which one do you focus the most on, and uh, like which one drives the most income for you right now? Well, the one that drives the most income is uh, the coaching and consulting. 
And that's the one that drives the most income. And that's the one that gets the most focus in the sense of we're doing a lot of things right now as far as, again, like building up passive income offers. So tons of courses, passively built coaching programs. And being that I'm the face of that one, that one usually is the one I have to give the most energy for, right? And because we have a smaller team um, on purpose. So that's the one I'm showing the most up for. And, you know, the revenue is coming in with that one. And it's the one I'm focusing a lot more when it comes to ads and, you know, all the fun marketing stuff. But it's been paying off. I mean, it's been six years and it's amazing what can happen in a short period of time. Um, And you don't have to, you don't have to pay your dues to be successful, I've learned. Like I learned, a lot of people told me like, when you get in this business, you gotta pay your dues to hit certain numbers. And I'm like, I like I have to be in the game for how, well, I've been in the game for 20 years and you won't see these numbers until you're here 20 years, right? And I'm like, well, I did that in two years. So right. I learned that, you know, you if you show up in your business and you get strategic and you focus, like I did with my, with my consulting and coaching firm, you can hit whatever goals you desire as long as you have the plan in place. Hey, what's up, Dream Builder? Have you been getting any value out of this episode? Would you like to get more exclusive content just like this delivered right to your inbox? If so, head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com and you can sign up for the email list and that will give you access to exclusive content and more interviews just like this that's going to be delivered only to our tribe. So head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. Let's get back to it. Talk to me for somebody that's looking because that's a hot that's a hot buzz industry right now. A lot of people are thinking, and especially with things out there like Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins having that KBB and and things like that. People look at it and they say, "Look, I would love to be a coaching consultant, but I don't even know where I would get my first client. I know exactly what I can maybe talk about, but where do I go to even find my first client? What would you recommend?" Ooh, well, you. Can find clients everywhere, but I, I'll I'll give you where I found mine. So before I was running ads, okay, because you can't just go straight to ads, build a funnel, run people through, and get it that way. But if if you're talking about like guerrilla, like from the ground, grassroots, I started with social media. I really did. I started with social media, um, and that included LinkedIn, that included Facebook, and, and at the time, I really wasn't using Instagram, but definitely Facebook. And I was very clear, you know, when we talk about value proposition, you have to be very clear on what, what you're doing and who you're for. And I found that clarity, it helped people to either come straight to me or it helped people to point others to me because from the gate, I was clear. Um, From the gate, I was clear. Now during the, you know, I will say this, when I started out, I started out doing one thing, you know, across time I've, I've pivoted, but at least I was clear on what I, on what I wanted to bring people. And I, and I positioned myself as an expert. That's really big. So, you know, if you want to get your first client, you have to show up as if you are what you say, you know, a lot of people, they show up and be like, you know, I want to get my first client. I want to coach, but that's, but that's actually how they, how they sound is how they show up, <laughs> you know? Oh. And so you have to show up as if you're expecting clients, right? You, you know, even the way you talk, how you talk should be like, 
you know, I've opened up the doors. I'm so excited about clients that I, I know that, I, that we're going to have coming through these doors. Most people, when they launch a coaching business, they don't talk like that. They're like, I just opened up. We're new. And, you know, we're so excited about this new program that we just launched. We just opened our door. I mean, you sound like, you know, it's like a baby with the baby diaper just came out the womb. Right. And, you know, you don't have to sound like that. You know, you should sound like you're the expert. And I always tell people that just because it's your first year of business does not mean that that has been your first year of expertise, right? Mm. Because you should only be coaching people on what you're an expert in anyway, right? So it's not like you pick coaching or consulting because it's something to do. You do need to know what you're talking about because people want results. And if you can't give results, it's not if, you know, well, I can talk and I can inspire. Yeah, but can you give results? Like, can you actually transform somebody's life? So if you know you can do that, when you show up online, you need to talk as if that, that you are the transformational, you know, expert. And what I tell people as well is getting your first client means you have to network your behind off. So if you show up and you try to hide, people go online, they're like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to go live. I'm not sure if I want to, you know, I want to keep my circle small. You know, <laughs> I'm like, well, how are you going to make money? And you have to get over the fear of talking to people, you know. Otherwise, your money is going to be just as shy as you are, you know? So I learned that when I got online, oh my God, you couldn't tell me that I, that I was not ready. I mean, I was talking, if you were new, I was, hello, hi, what's your name? Oh, great to meet you. What do you do? You know, I was connecting with, with people that I felt were great people to connect to, you know? And what I found was that that's how clients started to come. I was showing up online. I was positioning myself as an expert. I had a clear value proposition. Um, so people knew exactly what I coached on, how I can help them. And I was really good at my marketing. So I was always pumping out. I was talk talking to about my offers. There was no gray area of what I offered, how you signed up, where you clicked. It was clear. And that's really how you begin to get your, your clients is by being clear, being clear in what you offer, how they can get it, networking, and really not being afraid. You know, rejection, listen, screw it. Keep on going. Um, and just keep on going, honestly, until you start to see breakthroughs, which can happen as soon as you want them to. You just can't give up. I love it. Was there ever a time in these last six years where you've been having, you know, so much growth that you maybe thought, look, I think I'm done with all of this. So when I turned 25, I had a panic attack and I was just like, I'm not doing enough. Right? This is what I first said. I'm not doing enough. I mean, I could be doing this. I could be doing that. And then I was like, you know what? Well, maybe I'm doing too much. And I told myself, you know what? I'm going to shut all this down. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have my babies. I'm going to I'm going to become a housewife and I'm just going to enjoy my life. That's actually what I said. I can't believe I said that, but that is what I said. <laughs> but the biggest thing that checked me was if I'm going to have kids, right? If I'm going to do all this kind of stuff. What kind of legacy am I going to leave for them if I quit right now? Like if I quit, if I quit at 25, I mean, I need to get some things really set up. I mean, I'm already making money, but I mean, if I quit now, I mean, I would really miss out on some real scale, like some things that could really change the trajectory, even where I am right now. You know, right. if I could, if I could achieve all this at 25, imagine what the next 10 years can do. And, you know, and I'm thinking about legacy. I'm thinking about impact. If I quit now, I'm going to cut off further impact that I could give to others, you know? And so my mother, she told me, it was just like such a, like another aha moment. 
she was like, listen, you know, we don't quit. And she was talking like our family because our family has been, has been through so much. And she's like, you know, that is not, you think it's resting. You know, you think it's relaxing. You think it's okay. I've done this. But she was like, what have you really done? And so I like mm-hmm. listed a few things. And she said, now, what have you done for others? And I listed a few things. And she says, by the time you hit your 30s or 40s, she said, the list of what you've done for others needs to outweigh what you've done for yourself. She said, you've become successful for yourself now. She said, but now you have to use your wealth to do the same thing for others. And my parents have always been like, you know, our job is to build wealth and then help others build wealth and to help others, you know, get to where we've gotten. But you can't do that if you think that somehow you getting somewhere is enough. Hmm. And I mean, that checked me so hard. I mean, it just checked. She reminded me of my dream things I want to do for others, nonprofits I want to launch. <laughs> She's like, you can't, you can't do it. It's just it's selfish. You're being selfish. Right. You know, and I mean, it just really checked me. And um, from that point on, um, you know, I've realized that I've I I had a grow-up moment. You know, I was 25 and I think I really had a, I think I was prideful too. I really thought that somehow because I was 25 and, you know, making multiple six figures that somehow I knew everything and somehow, somehow it was wisdom, you know, but I had a grow up moment and it was, you know, listen, you don't just do this for yourself, you know, let's keep on going. So that was, that was that moment. And it, it's, it's definitely, you know, a shaking, shaking Brown moment. <laughs> right. Well, kudos to your mom, obviously, Definitely. for setting the foundation, but also you because that's the reason why we have you here. You uh, you could have been retired. Would <laughs> have like, wait, three years <laughs> from now, we're supposed to have you on the show. You're like, nah, sorry, it was too much. <laughs> nah, it's too, it's too much. You know, I, I, it's funny because looking back, you know, on things now, you know, I have more books to write, I have more people to impact. I mean, even with this pandemic this is a purpose time right now. Like, I don't think enough people realize that when moments like this are of great crisis, it's, it's, it's a time where your impact is almost multiplied because people are even more hungry, even more thirsty for change because Mm. they're going through crisis, you know, and crisis is, it's a catapult for change. People want something different because what they're experiencing right now is catastrophic. And so, you know, I, I'm just like so grateful. I'm like, man, like if I would have quit three years ago, then like what's happening in my business now? Like I'm seeing figures, I'm seeing impact. I'm seeing conversations that this pandemic has caused that even as a nation, we haven't been having. You know what I mean? So I think right. it's just like, you never know what the clock is going to do. So don't cut off the clock. People think that like time is like an enemy, but time is not. Time can be a blessing because it can do things that you can do. You know, it can it can create opportunities or even, you know, storms that we think may take us out, but it actually repositions us to do even more, you know? So I'm really grateful that I didn't throw away the clock. You know, I'm really grateful. Are you an avid reader? Do you read a lot? Do you listen to podcasts, YouTube? Oh my gosh. I am definitely a reader. My favorite my favorite place in the house is the library. Um, I'm an avid reader. I love podcasts. I listen to a lot of YouTube. So yeah, definitely, definitely a reader. Definitely a lover of anything of knowledge, right? Because I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm the curious cat. So I have to keep on reading. <laughs> For somebody who's thinking about starting to blaze, maybe they're the... Uh, what is that 25 year old Genesis and they're about to throw in that towel 
but maybe they don't have that mom and they don't have that foundation, but they mm. can go get them a book, right? To start to blaze a path similar to what you've done in these last couple of years. What's that one mm. book that you would recommend? Okay. It's actually here in my library. It is by Dale Carnegie. And it's actually, it's actually a collection of works um, into one, but it's Dale Carnegie's Lifetime Plan for Success. And it, it includes how to win friends and influence people and then how to stop worrying and start living. And it's, it's like really old school. I'm, I'm not even sure how old it is. I may have to like, I mean, but I've read it over and over and over and over again. It's like a really thick read, but it combines two books that transformed my life. How to win friends and influence people transformed my sales game. It mm. transformed me learning how to network with people because I'm really, I'm really an introvert, like truly. But I've learned how to turn it on when I need to, you know, I gotta expand my horizon. I have to, you know, obtain the things that I want on life and impact people. Okay, I can't hide in my hermit hole all day that I, which is what I want to do. So, how to win friends and influence people was like the game changer by Dale Carnegie. And then the other, the second book, which is in that one, which is how to stop worrying and start living. Because as somebody who felt as if, okay, what if, what if this doesn't work? Like, what if I don't succeed? Listen, you have to let that go and so that to me it's the book that has both of them in there again it's called Dale Carnegie's Lifetime Plan for Success that to me was because it's a mentality conversation and oh, if you I can change it. like what you just said if you can change mentality a lot of other things fall like dominoes it really does yeah I love that and Dale Carnegie's book everyone should read it regardless yeah. if you feel that you're an extrovert or an introvert because yeah. it will allow you to just understand that it's not always about you so this has been a phenomenal conversation there's a couple of things that I want to end on and I'm so excited to hear what your responses are the first one is you've given so much wisdom is there one quote that you live by in life and if so what is that quote Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. That's my number one. That's what I live by. Say, say that one more time for people in the back. <laughs> Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. Hmm. So, because a lot of people assume things in life and there's no basis for an assumption. And I've carried that. Some people are like, that's your quote. <laughs> quoted a lot. But it's so true because if we, if we think about like, with business, we assume things and then we don't do it. But the assumption has no basis of knowledge because it isn't based on anything. Assumption is like what I think, but it's like based upon just solely what I think. It's not based upon actually any facts. That's not based on any data, right? Or data, whichever way you say it. It's just based upon what my emotions or my, 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 my mental or, or self-esteem is telling me, but it's not factual. And I've learned that many, I put like this, myself, I used to be very emotionally driven. And so I would make tons of assumptions based on my emotions. And it was never based on my actual skill set, what I could do for people, how I could transform people's lives. It is, and it carried in every single area of my life, relationships. I would assume things that didn't even happen. I would assume things that the person would think they weren't even thinking. And it would create circumstances in the relationship. And it's like, but I didn't even say that. But I wasn't even thinking that. But I didn't even, we didn't even do that, right? So I've learned that stop, Genesis, don't assume anything. Go after everything. And we mm. see what actually happens. Let's see what actually happens, right? So I've learned, like, I'm about to do another venture. 
And at first, I was I was letting assumptions rule me. And I remember my quote, assumptions the lowest form of knowledge. Until you actually know something, go at, until until you know that it won't work, then you can say it won't work. But you can't say something will not work and you have not done, there, there's no data, there's no hard driven proof. You got to wait. <laughs> and that has helped me in life so much. So assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. I love it. The next thing is there's somebody out there right now that is super inspired by your journey, by your energy, by your charisma, and they want to blaze a path similar to what you've done. But they have that little voice in their head. And that voice says that they're not smart enough. They're not strong enough. Or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would say to that person to get them to just take action? You have to stop listening to yourself. That's what I would say. Stop listening to yourself because you're lying to yourself and you have to admit that you are a liar. (laughs) You are lying to yourself and you have to take personal action over the things that your low self-esteem is telling you. Your low self-esteem is screaming louder than your actual reality, right? And so your reality can change. You can transform your life. I mean, I've seen it in so many of my clients in my own life. But you have to stop listening to yourself because you're lying to yourself. And so you have to look at what is it that you want to do? And you don't listen to yourself. Just look at what is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to accomplish? And then how is it that I can bring execution to this? And don't listen. Don't. Now, unless it's like the wisdom voice that sits on one of your shoulders, right? But other than that, Go out there. Just just go do it. That's why I always tell people, just go do it. Stop listening to yourself because you're lying to yourself. So I would say, listen, don't listen to yourself. Just go out and do it and see what happens. And then, you know, you can make a smart evaluation as you go. Because as I always tell people, you, you'll, you'll never learn if you don't go. And people think that somehow if I just sit here and wait, somehow something better will happen if I just sit here and wait. But nothing better happens when you don't move. So please don't listen to yourself. Just go, just go. I think everyone has ego and ego can be actually, I know some people think it's a bad thing. I think ego can be a good thing, but it has to be shaped. I think we're all, you know, as children, especially, you know, we're children, you know, we're just enjoying the life that our parents or, or whoever grandparents, we're just, we're just trying to live, right? And then as you become an adult, you know, it then becomes a defense mechanism to not move. You know, a child is one thing because when you're a child, you know, you don't have a ton of responsibility. When you become an adult many times, it becomes a defense mechanism to remain in whatever comfortable situation that you currently are in because you don't really want to change. So we'll say, oh yeah, I know that. You know, so it's like, okay, but like, you know, you really do need to save your money because if you don't save your money, you know, you you will probably be out, you know, in the street. Oh yeah, I know that. You know, I know that. I know that. Okay. Okay, but that's yeah, that's a defense mechanism because you don't really want to change. There's something in you, and it's like what you said, decisions. That is what life is really built up in. And what we don't realize is that we don't actually have that many choices in our decisions. People think many times they have all these choices. And that's why they sit back and oh yeah, I've got time. Oh yeah, I can do this. No, I've got to, you know. And and life, you know, time passes, and it's because they really think that they have all these choices to make with their decisions. But what we don't realize is that when you don't choose, you still have made a decision. Mm. And it will be, there will be some kind of effect that happens. So if, you know, if I choose to not save and something happens, I cannot say, well, you know, it 
just say life happens. No, no, no. You chose not to save. You made a decision. And that decision now is affecting you in some kind of way. So we have to learn that when a decision needs to be made, don't allow life to make a decision for you. You need to decide. Because if not, there will be a byproduct that will happen. Something's going to happen and it's not going to be what you want it to be. And I would rather face storms that I didn't ask for than to face storms that I created myself because mm. I chose not to decide. Like that, that's the worst thing is to be struggling on top of another struggle because you did something as well. You know, sheesh, you know, that, that's not, that's not it. But it, you it comes from maturity you know you got to mature um, and, and that happens at no matter you know what age you're at I love it it's a great way to finish off an amazing episode for somebody right now that did not take action on all of the wisdom that has been dropped in here shame on you because this has been a phenomenal and I've learned a lot of things and we're all trying to mature every single day right I don't think you ever get to the point anybody says oh I'm 60 now I know it all no because mm-hmm. the world is always evolving technology is going to continue to evolve and we have people that will come after after us that we have mm-hmm. to be able to really show the ropes. Nobody's born being an expert in anything. We all have to learn. We all have to train, whether that's training on building relationships, whether that's training on figuring out who you are, or whether that's training on trying to scale a business. So you constantly have to be figuring out how can you mature. And so I want to be the first one to say thank you again, Miss Genesis Dorsey. This has been an amazing time. Thank you. For anybody who wants to stay connected with you, we'll have links in the show notes, but where can they find you at? Thank you for me right at my name, which is genesisdorsey.com. And you can find all the links there, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, genesisdorsey.com. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to hearing the feedback off of this. And remember, Dream Nation, just as she said, uh, you have to take action because otherwise, if you don't, it'll only merely be a fantasy. And you know that here at Dream Nation, we're all about taking action. So we'll see you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.